a Dharma talk titled the, the Essential Item of Mindfulness. Please join your palms together and welcome him. Morning, everyone. Can you hear me from the back? Yeah, okay. Mm. One day, a, a group of uh, Satan's evil spirit uh, held a counseling in order to discuss how to destroy the human beings, because these days uh, the population of uh, meditators or the people who are interested in spiritual uh, cultivation is growing, growing exponentially. So one Satan suggested, uh, why don't we simply kill them all? Then another evil spirit responded, no, it's not working because from the experience of the Christianity, if one person died, several more will become a martyr. Christianity, from our experience, has grown actually in that way. So one another, Satan suggested, why don't we imprison them all? But they said, no, it's not working as well, because inside the prison, they also meditate and pray, chant, spread the Dharma. The debate went on and on, and eventually one old Satan suggested this idea. Let's put in their mind just this simple thought. I do not have to do this today. I can do it. Let's do that tomorrow, next week, next year. Why don't we change their mindset to constantly put off things? And eventually, that all the Satan's idea was adopted. And think about that. If you or your spouse, your parents prepare things well in advance of time, work more diligently in preparation in whatever area, how much your life, your spouse's life, or your parents' life would be changed for the better. Probably our destinies or their destiny, destinies would be changed far better. So one of the items of mindfulness, when you read one Buddhism scripture, our founding master suggested Six items of mindfulness in our daily practice. This is number two. Before engaging in all actions, observe the circumstances and be mindful to study and prepare in advance. Don't you think that this item is more important than your practicing meditation or reading scripture? That's why it's number two. 
practicing meditation, it's a number five. One statistic said, uh, when they asked around, 93% of the people in this world could not accomplish their goal successfully because of this habit. And 20% of the people in this world have this habit. This habit becomes very habitual, very deeply embedded in their life. Have you ever heard of the old law, Hammurabi Code, Hammurabi, the Espartanian king? This is one of the article. This was created 1700 before BC. If anyone be too lazy to keep his dam in proper condition, and if the dam then breaks and all the fields get flooded, then whoever let the dam break shall be punished. Some particular code to punish laziness. But we may conceptually know this can be really serious bad habit. Why many people continue to do that? So in order to get rid of this habit, we need to know the root cause, the real reason of this habit. When they ask around why do you have the habit put off things constantly, majority of the people respond because they are lazy. A psychologist studied that this is not true. The people, they say they are lazy. They are very enthusiastic and diligent in some another area. For example, if they study, well, for example, stock market, cryptocurrency, if they are interested, they pour a lot of time to study on that or some documentary, some video clip on YouTube. They pour a lot of time to watch that, which means it is wrong. They are inherently lazy. So why do they have the habit to put off things continuously? There may be many reasons, but one of the reasons that psychologists discovered is, is the fear, the fear of or anxiety. What if I could not make it? What if I become the butt of a joke or laughing stock? What if my parents, my colleagues, my spouse may be disappointed in me or my achievement, etc.? Because of that anxiety or fear, they constantly put off things. One of my good friends is a very heavy 
drink very heavily. Uh, we are friends since we were high school. He constantly postponed going to the doctor for the general medical checkup because he was afraid of the doctor's diagnosis of his bad liver. He didn't go to hospital many years. And eventually, when he collapsed, he went to the, he was led to the ER, and his liver turned out furiously damaged. But it's a little extreme case, but it tells why many people put off things constantly. If you are a perfectionist, I have a little the kind of a mindset in my mind and heart, then the fear arises more. One becomes more anxious because we are so much attached to the result, to the consequence of what we are doing. Kind of a all or nothing, that kind of things become embedded in our consciousness. If we have this kind of a mindset, how can we all of a sudden change our habit or mindset or value system? Then, at least to me, what worked was prepare, start to prepare well in advance of time. Because in the initial period, the obstacle is low. For example, you have to read the whole book. Then, two or, th let's just say, for the, to prepare for the examination, one or two days before the exam, you may be embarrassed. How can you read and study all these chapters? But if you start one month or two months earlier, then read the preface, the first chapter, then we can become less anxious, and the result would be far more fruitful. It's just like one of our ministers' work is weeding our ground. There are a lot of dandelions. Before it grows big and tall, when it's small, in the initial stage, we need to take care of them. It takes far less effort and time. It's applicable in every area. Pat, would you read that verse 10? The great master said, when you are free from work, always prepare yourself for things to do. And while you are doing something, always keep the tranquility of mind which you had when you were free from work. If you don't prepare when you're not busy for the things you will need when you are busy, then once you get busy, you won't be able to avoid becoming confused and upset. And if, when you are busy, you don't keep the state of mind for your free hours, then inevitably you will become entangled in that situation. Thank you, thank you. Think about the 
you are going to Paris or Istanbul in three months in the early winter, if you make a reservation of the airplane well in advance of time, you have a far wider option and it's cheaper. Yeah? Two or three days before your departure, if you make the plane reservation, then the price is really high. Sometimes the reason why some people to put off things is because of the symptom or like depression or ADHD. In that case, that habit is not important. If you take her, take care of this medical symptom, then it will be corrected. Or lack of lack of motivation. I know the benefit of, uh, for example, whatever things, fulfilling uh, uh, this uh, project, uh, diet, workout, uh, meditation. If we truly realize the benefit of them, then we tend to put off things far less. For example, let's just say at the top of the Keskill Mountain, in some per, under some particular rock, there is a $10 bill. <laughs> Not many people will bother to climb to the peak, but $1 million, several billion dollars, is buried under dark. Even in the middle of the night, we will go there. So instead of uh, beating yourself, blaming yourself, I put off things again. I could not make it. In order to blame ourselves, uh, let, why don't we study the benefit of what we are doing or what we are supposed to do? For example, when our founding master was alive, uh, uh, observing the precepts, the code of uh, conduct uh, uh, is very important uh, uh, practice uh, in Buddhism. So instead of uh, saying you are supposed to observe that, he explained that in a very detailed way. What's the meaning of observing this or that precept? If you break this uh, Precepts, what would be the consequence? He let his uh, students study for that. So that's one of the solutions. Or sometimes uh, we put off uh, things uh, because uh, we are too tired. It's okay to put off things. We need uh, rest. We need uh, to walk on the middle path. Uh, so we learn that since we are literal, we should be kind to others. But we should learn ourselves. We should be kind to ourselves. Whether it's a breaking bad habit 
or attaining great enlightenment, it takes time. So why don't we diagnose the exact reason if we have that kind of a tendency and then change our lifestyle? Let me give you one solution to overcome this habit. When scholars asked in the 70s, do you have the habit of being lazy so you procrastinate things, then 5% of the people said yes. But the same question was asked 30 years later in 2000, 30% of the people said yes. Do you know why? Because we live a far more temptational environment. But you know, I have to study. Next week, I have to take the math exam. But in all the days, they just idly spend time on their bed or in their rooms. But these days, what happens? All kind of fun things are in our room. Online gambling, fun, YouTube video, it's just one click away. In all the days, in order to gamble, you have to go to Las Vegas or some place just steal one click away, online gambling. So changing our environment, external condition is very important. Why do you go to the gym? There are thousands of online videos how to practice yoga or later. But when you join the yoga studio, go to the fitness center, because of the group energy, you come to exercise more enthusiastically. In Korea, there is a, some special dormitory. It's called the Goshiwan. It's a dormitory-style building, which has a lot of small rooms. People who are preparing for serious exam, like a bar exam, in Korea, that judicial exam is far difficult to pass than the bar exam of the United States. The people who really need concentration, need to study very hard, go to that special dormitory style. Actually, it's not clean, it's very small, it's not good environment. But Many rich students, many students whose parents are very rich, actually intentionally leave their house and go there. Why? Everybody is studying 24-7 in the dormitory. So probably you come here, you can practice meditation at home, but when you come here, it's different, easier. So, Changing our environment is very important, especially in these days. And lots of study showed 
it's not suggested by the Buddhist monastics or Dharma teachers. Meditating just five or ten minutes really works very well. Why? The habit. You may have a, I need to study that, I have to finish this project, whatever things it is. The battlefield is always our mind. The enemy is always our thoughts. So, whatever meditation technique you are using, just sit quietly and follow your breath. Forget about whether I should do that or I should not do that. When your, all your thoughts start to disappear, the wisdom arises, and you can make a very easy choice, easy and wise choice. Lots of studies by the psychologist said this one. Because the, this is the, the area meditation works very well. Why don't you read the merit of us? Sitting meditation in our scripture. When you have gained the power that comes from long training in seated meditation, the following benefits will result. The power of endurance grows, patience improves, attachments disappear, the unwholesome and attached state of mind is changed into the wholesome state. Your true nature's light of wisdom will shine. Yeah. When you prepare, the scripture said, observe the circumstances first. Have you ever heard of the Japanese electronic company Kodak? They made a lot of money by manufacturing white and black films. They poured a lot of money to develop high quality film. But when people start to use a digital camera, who'd buy film? The market share shifted from Kodak to Sony. Sony made tons of money by selling digital camera. But these days, who would buy digital camera? We have iPhone, Galaxy. Sony's revenue these days is less than one quarter of LG or Samsung. Working hard is important, but observe the circumstances. For example, if you are going to the Washington DC, if you would like to arrive there quickly, you have to, we have to study the traffic situation. Hmm? Okay, last. Can you recognize it? This guy. Have you ever heard the Toyotomi Hideyoshi, Japanese shogun. Toyotomi in the 16th, one of three unifier of Japan. Before that, Japan was divided into many uh, countries. He looked like a monkey. His nickname was Kosaru. 
Kosaru literally means a little monkey. We have heard Napoleon has a short stature. Napoleon is five foot feet, they said, but he was four feet and six inches. In all the days, especially in Japan, the people were not tall. But considering that, he's, he was very short. If he is a scholar, it's not a big deal. But he was army general. It's a big disadvantage. Toyotomi Hideyoshi was born in a peasant family. And his father died when he was young. His, uh, he was abused by his uh, stepfather. In his uh, early tens, he started uh, to sell needles in the market uh, to make a living. He was uh, very disappointed in his uh, situation, but he could not make it in this uh, society. One day, one shogun, the Oda Nobunaga, Oda Nobunaga that army general was in the market, he threw himself before the shogun and knelt down. He explained his situation, and if you hire me in order for me to work in your castle, or you better kill me here on this spot. So he really admired that young man's courage, and he started to work in Oda Nobunaga's castle. His first job was to clean the bathrooms, the toilets. In older days, there was no toilet paper. They used a dry straw. From the day he started to take care of the toilets, the toilet becomes really clean and really spotless. He worked very diligent. People started to approve Toyotomi Hideyoshi, even though he was a very young man. And the shogun, Oda Nobunaga, from time to time, he was a very busy person. From time to time, he went on a tour of inspection of the camp. So in order to go out, somebody, one of the retainer, should go to the stable and pick up the best horse and check whether the horse was well fed and clean and bring, put on the setter on the horse and bring that. It usually took 40 minutes. But when Oda Nobunaga asked uh, Toyotomi Hideyoshi, it takes uh, less than 15 minutes. Good horse was in front of that shogun within 15 minutes. So he was in, so gradually he rose to the prominence in that Oda Nobunaga's clan. Do you know how he could prepare the horse within 15 minutes? There's no secret. He prepared every day, every morning, because 
Nobody knows when the shogun went out to, to the camp. In the early morning, he went to the stable and picked up the best horse and prepared the saddle next to that fine horse. So, whether it's in whatever area, in the spiritual practice or in some project you'd like to accomplish well, if you just think about some secret or what could be the magical formula, you are already in the grip of a Mara. Just the diligence, preparation, dedication, that is the path, that is the secret. When God revealed himself to save human beings and judge this world, when he spoke to Noah to prepare a big ship to save a certain group of people and animals, do you know what Noah did first? He planted trees in order to build that huge size ship. He said it took 120 years. So Aristotle said the patience is bitter, but the fruit is sweet. So whether it's in our spiritual practice or in whatever area, so let's have a patience. Let's have a perseverance and start to prepare something well, well in advance of a time observing the circumstances. Okay, thank you.